Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. I am so excited this morning. I am going to be sharing a story. And as Pastor Tony said, it is a parable from the Bible. Maybe some of you have heard of it. It is the wise and foolish builder. And to do that, I'm going to need some help because who loves a good story? I know growing up, yeah, I can see some kids' hands at the back. That's awesome. And I love a good story. But a story is boring without pictures. And seeing as we can't really like see all the pictures up here, what we're going to do is we're going to act it out. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Yeah? Okay. Well, to do that, we're going to introduce our characters because our story today starts on an island. And on this island was a volcano. And living on this island with this volcano were two friends. Can you guys hear that volcano? starting? going to see what happens with that volcano later. We have two friends. The first one is Terence the turtle. Everyone say hi, Terence. And he has a friend whose name was Harry. Harry the hare. Everyone say hi, Harry. <laughs> now these two friends, they were best buddies. They did everything together. They had their own handshakes happening. They even fished in the sea together. (laughs) They played in the jungle. They fished in the sea. They did everything together. And one day, they decided that they were going to set up shop in this island. They were going to live here forever. And so one day they decided that they were each going to build a house. And they started to wonder where they should build this house. It was a big jungle with lots of places. There was forests, there was jungles, and then there was the volcano. And Terence decided he wanted to build his house near the volcano. It was the showstopper of the island. He wanted to be close to it. But Harry... Now, we do call them the fun-up boys, but the youth call them the one-up boys. And this is a bit of one of those examples, because Harry bet his view would be better. And Harry has an idea. He was going to build his house right at the bottom of the volcano. It was going to be the closest, the most like personal view of the volcano there ever was. And so these boys went to check out some sites for their house. They went over to the volcano to see where they could build. Testing out the ground as they went. Terence has got it. And as they went, they came across Oswald the owl. Now, Oswald was a very wise owl. She had been living in the jungle a very, very long time. She had seen so many hares and so many tortoises come and go from the island. She'd seen it all. And now she was a very wise owl and so asked them what they were doing. She wanted to know where they were going and what they were thinking. And Terence and Harry explained that they were looking for somewhere to build on the island. They wanted to build their house. Oswald considered what they were saying. And speaking very slowly in her wise wisdom voice, she said, When building a house, make sure you build on a solid foundation that can't be shaken. The best views often come from the highest ground. Now Oswald showed them what she was thinking and then flew away 
into her home. And Harry just went, and off he went to Bunnings, affectionately known as Bunnies here on the island, to collect what he needed to build his house. Now, while Harry was off getting his supplies and building his house, Terence considered what Oswald said. He was the smarter of the two ones. He was a little bit wiser. And so he took in her wisdom. And he started to go up and explore the island a bit more. He went to the volcano. It was very cool to live that close to a volcano. You could get some photos no one else could get. But what if it erupted? Then he looked to the left. He looked over at the lake. But walking over, ew, the mud was all squishy. (laughs) No one wants a house with squishy mud. And as he walked over, he went all the way to the other side of the jungle and he found bedrock. He found bedrock. This is the place I am going to build my house. And just like Harry, once Terence had found the place to build, he went and collected all his supplies. He got his hard hat happening. Safety first, guys. Safety first. And he made sure that he had everything ready to start building his house. Now, how's um, Harry's done? And Terence looked over at Harry, and he had already finished. He had already finished his house. He was playing. He was doing his own thing. He was happy as Larry, or as Harry, as you might say. Harry might knock his own house down there. (laughs) He keeps playing with his hacky sack. Now, over here on the other side of the island, Terence hadn't even started building his house. He was still collecting supplies. He was still getting his materials. He was getting everything ready to build on the rock. He was getting his foundations built first so that it was on solid ground. Now, Harry over here is just chilling, literally. He's just hanging out, waiting for Terence over here to finish. I'm sure wondering why Terence is taking so long. Who's got those friends that just seem to always take a really long time to get ready? It's probably one of those moments, knocking on his door, being like, what's taking you so long? And so Terence over here came so close, was finally almost finished. He built his house. He stood back and admired his work. And as he did, he heard something off in the distance. What was that? He wondered. He heard it again. He checked his tummy. Was he really that hungry? I mean, he had been working really hard. But the sound got louder and louder as Terence and Harry ran into their houses. Terence sat safe and warm but Harry was noticing that his house got warmer too. Oh no, the volcano was erupting. Harry ran out of his house just in time as it came crashing down around him. And Terence, Harry had to head over to Terence's house. Just as the lava reached his front door, the house stood firm. And the boys were safe inside the house. Clearly Terence is um, milking this moment here. He's a better builder. And once the lava had retreated, they got up 
and they went over to check out what was left of Harry's house. And they found there was nothing left but a pile of ruins. Not even his hacky sack collection could be saved. We gave Harry a moment to say goodbye to his house. Apparently a long moment. Just need some time to process there. And as he said goodbye to his house, Terence suggested that they went and found Harry a new place to build with a sturdier foundation on some solid ground. And as the boys went off into the jungle, Harry was a little bit remorseful that he hadn't built his house on the solid ground the first time around. The end. Let's give our boys a round of applause. And as we do that, let's welcome Pastor Tony, who is going to continue this message. Good job. Come on, let's put our hands together for Shari, the team. Such a great story, such a great job. Well done to Terence and to Harry there. Really do appreciate all that you've done. But that particular story is based upon a parable that Jesus told. And you can read it in a couple of versions in the uh, Gospels there. But in Luke chapter 6, it says it this way. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on solid rock. Everyone say solid rock. And when the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm. Why? Because it's well built. But anyone, anyone, anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground next to the volcano without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse and land in a heap of ruins. As I mentioned before, Jesus is a master storyteller, but he never told his stories without a purpose. And for me, this, this story that Jesus told and has been so wonderfully enacted today is about two people. But those two people represent me. They represent everyone in this room today. They represent everyone online. In actual fact, they represent everyone on the planet today. Every one of us. They represent us all. You see, both of them received the same message. They were told where to build. They were told where not to build. They were told why they should build in a certain place. And they were told why not to build in a certain place. We've all received the same message. The characters in this story receive the same message. They also experience the same storm. This is what I know about life. It doesn't matter who you are. Life is no respecter of persons. And every one of us has to go through our storms. Right now, we've been going through a two-year storm, a global pandemic called COVID-19. And it's caused a whole heap of disarray for many, many people. 
The Bible says when the storms of life come, not if. Every one of us is going to go through our storms. Sometimes it's the same ones collectively like this pandemic. Other times it's certain individual ones that you have to face alone. But this I know, every one of us has to face the storms of life. But what we learn from this story is that that's where the similarities end. Because what we see is that the responses from these two characters were different. One chose to do his own thing. One thought he knew better. One couldn't be bothered putting in the wisdom or the effort or the energy. And so he did his own thing. The other listened to the voice of wisdom. Do you know there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge has to do with what we know. But wisdom, however, has to do with what we do with what we know. It's what we do with what we know. That's where wisdom kicks in. And what I know from this story and what I know from life is the easiest way is not always the best way. As we found from Harry, who had a lot of time to play, a lot of time to do his own thing, a lot of time to play hacky sack, while Terence was over here working hard and long. But the easy way is not always the best way. He did his own thing. The other listened to the voice of reason. But also we see there was a different result. Not only was there a different response, but there was also a different result. One was able to survive the earthquake. One was able to survive the storms of life, the shakings that come our way. And as I mentioned before, every one of us is going to face those shakings one survived and, and, and the other didn't. What you need to know is that Jesus told this story for a purpose. And the reason He told this story is because He loves us. He not only loves us, He wants the very best for us. He wants to help us. You see, Jesus Himself is the foundation that we all need to our lives. See, it's in Jesus that we find a few things that can happen and be our reality. With Jesus as a foundation of our lives, we know that we can have our past sins forgiven. Every one of us in this room, everyone watching online has a past. And there's parts of our past that we're not exactly proud of. There's parts of our past that we're ashamed of, embarrassed about. And all those things he sees, He knows, and He understands. That's why He came to deal with our past sins. The things that plague us, the things that worry us, the things that cause us to spiral down. He wants to come and clean our past. Imagine living a life free from the past sins, free from the things in your past that want to torment you and rob you of your peace, rob you of your joy, rob you of your hope. Unfortunately, we live in a society where many people live in that space and some, unfortunately, way too many take their lives. But Jesus came because He wants to be the foundation that can deal with our past. But not only that, it gets better because not only does He want to come and deal with our past, He wants to help us manage the here and now. He wants to help us manage our present. Not only does He want to deal with our past sins, but He wants us to manage our present troubles. 
And every one of us, as I've mentioned before, goes through troubles. And maybe you're going through some troubles now. Maybe you're going through a sickness. Maybe you're going through a financial crisis of your own. This is what I know. Jesus wants to be the foundation of your life that you can have hope, joy and peace in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sorrow. He wants you to help you manage your present. There are many people today who are not coping with life and they're taking pills and they're drinking alcohol and they're chasing relationships and they're doing all kinds of things But as the story highlights, they are the wrong foundation. They are not going to help you long term. Jesus wants to come and be the foundation in your life that can not only deal with your past sins, but can help you manage your very present here and now needs. I'm so grateful that I'm part of a church with so many incredible stories of how people have found Jesus at the centre of their turmoil and found peace. We have Pastor Danny here on the front row. And anyone who knows Pastor Danny, and that's pretty much everyone, everyone knows Pastor Danny. And he's been through a few things in the last few years, to say the very least. And just on Tuesday, I spent some time with him. And at the end of the day, I just couldn't help but send him a text just to encourage him. And I said, I want to thank you, Pastor Danny, for modelling New Testament Christianity in sickness and in health. Because I've seen Pastor Danny come to church on his healthy days and I've seen him come on his sick days when he'd rather stay in bed. The reason he's able to do that is because Jesus is the foundation of his life. And it's Jesus who's not only dealt with his past sins, but also helping him to manage his very real present pain. And here's the good news. Jesus doesn't have favourites. He loves everyone. He's madly and passionately in love with each and every one of you. And what He's done for Pastor Danny and what He's done for others, He wants to do for you. But we have a choice as to the foundation we're going to choose. But here's the good news. Not only does Jesus deal with our past sins and help us deal with our very real present, but with Jesus as our foundation, our future can be guaranteed. Do you know, everyone in this room and everyone watching online is not going to be around in 100 years from now. Maybe the very youngest person, if you exercise right and you you eat well, maybe you will, maybe. But certainly by 150 years, none of us are going to be here. And where we spend eternity depends upon the decision we made in the here and now. See, Jesus is the foundation not only for our past and our present, but also for our future. And for the believer, death is just simply the passing of one life to another. And we can live with an assurance. We can live with a peace. We don't have to fear death. Many people today worry about a lot of things, but one of the greatest things we worry about and one of the greatest fears is the fear of death, the unknown. But Jesus came to be our foundation, to take away the fear of of the future, that we might live with a peace in the here and now about our future. But in order for this to take place, Jesus makes it very clear. It's not what we know that matters. You may have heard me share this before. You may have been to church service after church service after church service and heard this before. But it's what we do with what we know that ultimately matters.
the two characters in our previous story heard from the wise old owl. They heard the same message, but they responded differently. See, Christianity in its purest, simplest form is about a relationship with God that happens when we accept Jesus into our life. But the choice is ours as to whether or not we receive Him. People often ask me, because I'm a pastor, maybe you get asked this as a Christian, but they say, if God is a God of love, why do bad things happen? And for me, it's a pretty simple one to answer. The reason so many bad things happen is because we ignore a loving God. We ignore a good God. We ignore a helpful God. We ignore a God that wants to give us advice for our own benefit. We often think that God is a party pooper that's just trying to ruin our fun. But as Harry the hare found out, he wants to save us. He wants to protect us from danger. And so our response is really important. As with every relationship in life, in order for it to work, it takes two people. It takes a response from both parties. What I know about Jesus is He loved the world so much that He left the splendour of heaven, came to planet earth. He lived on planet earth for some 33 years. He never sinned. He went to the cross. He laid down His life as an offering for us. He rose again on the third day and now He waits for a response from us. He's madly and passionately in love with us. But what we do with that love is up to us. My prayer is that every person in this room today and watching online would respond to the love of God, would respond to the goodness of God and make good choices and respond well this morning. Maybe there are some here in this place today, you've never actually responded to the goodness of God. Maybe you've never actually let Christ come into your life. Maybe you've, like the character in this story, just thought you've known best and you've done your own thing and that's got you so far in life. But when it comes to your eternity, when it comes to your future, there's no guarantees outside of Jesus. And so we have an opportunity to respond and let Him in. Maybe there are some who, like the prodigal son, have walked away from God. Well, you, like the prodigal son, can come home today. And I would count it an honour and a privilege just to lead us in a prayer today that would start a journey of faith for you. And so as every eye is closed this place, I want to I lead you in a prayer. And, and maybe as those who are praying this prayer, either for the first time or as those who are turning back to Jesus, as they're praying this prayer along with me, Maybe we could pray it together as a church family. That'd be fantastic. I believe these are moments that though are private and personal, can be shared together. So you're ready to pray? Fantastic. Jesus, I thank You for loving me. I thank You for dying for my sins. I desire to know You more. I open my heart to You. I surrender to You. Forgive me of all of my sins. Show me Your ways. Help me to live for you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, either for the first time or as someone returning to Jesus, we'd love to give you a Bible.
If you're watching online, all you've got to do to receive this gift is click the I Said Yes button as someone did just last week and we'll make sure you get this Bible into your hands. If you're in the house today, if you're in the room today, you can either click the uh, QR code in front of you or alternatively go to the Here to Help stand and we'll make sure you get this gift today. Come on, church, one more time. Can we just put our hands together? So good. So good. Who would have thought? that these stories that Jesus told so many years ago could be so impactful in our world today. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.